When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, before we get the show started, I wanted to let you know we are giving away a bunch of brand new black magic gear. Yeah, cameras, switchers, DaVinci Resolve licenses, a bunch of awesome stuff. So stay tuned to learn how you can enter to win free gear from Black Magic, and we're going to tell you all about it later on in this episode. Now cue the music. Hey, welcome to the 83rd episode of Just Shoot It, a podcast about filmmaking, storytelling, and directing. I'm Matt Enlow. And I'm Oren Kaplan, and today we have Paul J. Briganti back on the podcast, and he has done so much since we last talked to him. He's directed... A bunch of TV. He directed a movie in Nicaragua. And potentially, most interestingly, he is the staff director for Saturday Night Live. He directs the short films that you see live on the show. And on our podcast, we're going to go through all of it. We're going to learn about uh, how you get to direct a TV pilot, uh, what directing network TV is like, what making a movie in Nicaragua is like. And then we finish off the conversation by talking about SNL and how. You can get a script on Wednesday and have an awesome, amazing video airing across the world Live by from Saturday. New York, Saturday night. Yeah, I think it's great because as a pretty avid SNL fan, you get a lot about how they write the show and how you know dress rehearsal works and how they cast the show and what the the cast perspective is like. But you don't get a ton of information about what it takes to direct all of those pre-taped packages. And so... Um, you know, there are things that you could predict, but there's also plenty of surprises. So um, it was a really great episode, a great conversation. Yeah, uh, I learned a ton, and hopefully you guys will too. And we're going to skip our catch-up because there's so much good stuff. Get ready for Paul Briganti. Is that good? Yeah. All right. Okay. okay. Here's Paul. All right. Hi. Hey, man. Hello. Thanks for coming back. You yeah, are, uh, thanks for having me back. I'm, you, I'm happy to be back here. Thank you. Yeah, I think you might have the biggest spread of episodes. You're on episode 21 and 83. Yeah, yeah. 62 episode spread. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's a big That's a big one. I think it was like two years ago or something, right? Yeah. Maybe? If we have Avi on, he was our first guest, so he'll beat you. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll try to not have him on. <laughs> <laughs> please, yeah, please don't. Just don't do it. Uh, Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Well, so you've done so much stuff since we last talked to you. You're saying it was two years ago? I think so. It was when I was working on Adam Earns Everything. Right. And I think that was two years ago, maybe. Oh, you know what? Yeah, it was It was, it was Adam right Earns Everything after. and the Middle of the Night show. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It was yeah. Like kind of like you had that double whammy going. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, it's a shame that your uh, career has taken a nosedive <laughs> since then. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. Paul, tell us, uh, what have you been up to? What's the cliff notes? Um, so right now I work at Saturday Night Live. I do the um, the shorts on the show, like the short films. Uh, bef- and before that I did like, or in between the last time and now, I did um, some pilots and like episodic 
stuff, but mainly just that this is my second year at SNL and it's like been pretty much just that for a while. So you, you shot some TV shows and also you're leaving, you did a feature. Oh yeah, I did a feature. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you're directing on like a, blip, a blip on yeah, your radar. Yeah. 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 Well, no, no, no. you Not got, you, was it, it was like a home alone moment. You accidentally bumped into the ticket taker, flew to Nicaragua. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you, you like, just couldn't escape it, yeah. unless you made a move. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was it was weird that the stipulations lined <laughs> perfectly with what I wanted to do. Um, Look, Kevin did, wanted a cheese pizza. <laughs> you wanted to make a movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think, yeah, I, th- I think that's kind of the Cliff Note version of of everything since being here. And so the pilot. So you've done how many pilots did you shoot? Uh, I did one for NBC, and then one for MTV. Um, so two. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and then did, after we, they, they didn't get picked up. No, they didn't get picked up. Um, but they were awesome. They were really fun. They were like the best time ever. Um, and who brought you, like, how'd you get that job? Those uh, jobs? the NBC one was kind of a, kind of a weird entangled way of, of getting it. Like I did the, it was written by uh, Cassie Miller, who's uh, she was like a UCB person. Now she works at she was at College Humor for a while, and now she does she writes just, on just for a minute. Right? Yeah, 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 like yeah. a couple months. Yeah, and she's on Last Man on Earth now. She's writing on that. Oh, cool. Um, she's great, and she had written this pilot presentation, and and I directed it for this like NBC. It wasn't like a contest, but it was it's like, like an incubator, right? Yeah, it was like some kind of incubator where they... Um, was it what Melissa Hunter did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She was like one of the she finalists. Wolf Girl. Yeah, Wolf Girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did one of those with her, and then hers like one. And then I wasn't expecting to work on the pilot, because I, I don't know, just doing a pilot presentation for NBC and then like getting able to do the pilot is... is Come vastly different things, right? But um, she kind of, to her credit, like helped me get it and like kind of stuck up for me and um, brought me in as a director of it, which was so cool. To, to be fair, you were also doing television for yeah, 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 two other yeah. Networks that's at true. I think time. so. Yeah, it, was it wasn't definitely, like oh, my friend from college. Yeah, yeah, know? that's true. I think it was like de- for sure a, a, a huge step up for me. But it, I think it was it was sellable, and luckily mm-hmm. she like did that for yeah. me. Which you kind of cool. have to have that combination of a resume and the credibility yeah. and then the connection and the connection yeah. and like the working relationship and stuff. Do you know what she said to the showrunner or the network? I don't know. I think, I think she sold me to the producers and I think they really liked the presentation. Mm-hmm. I think that was a really easy like selling point. They were like, we really like this presentation who did it. And then, uh, and and then I and then I think they sold me to the network. I don't mm-hmm. really know if that's what happened because obviously I wasn't part of those conversations for good reasons. But uh, that's what I suspect happened. Right. Um, and was the presentation a similar script to the actual pilot? Yeah, yeah. It was pretty much like the first half of the actual pilot, um, but for way less money than you. Yeah, had to. I think it was like maybe a tenth or less of what the budget of the pilot was. Um, but it's interesting because the presentation was like made in New York. Cause it was set in New York, but then like the pilot was like made in LA and like a back lot, but like it was for New York and like didn't. Was it the universal back lot? Yeah. 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 So there was like the fire hydrants and the <laughs> hot dog man or whatever right. that like looks good. But if, but when you actually see like New York, 
and the miles and miles of like depth that it <laughs> right. has and all the lights and background people in it. It's it's so different. Right. Like the brownstones at Universal. If you turn <laughs> yeah. around, it's like they're in like every yeah. movie and yeah. TV show. But um it was cool. It was a cool experience. It was an, I had an amazing experience doing that. So yeah, I went from I think I went from Adam Ruins Everything to doing that pilot. Uh which was kind of which was a big jump at it, but it was really helpful to have like a whole summer of of just like nonstop directing. So I could kind of like move into that and understand the dynamics of like a show and a pilot. Right. right. Cause at that stuff. point you'd been staff at college humor. So like, yeah, kind of jumped off the deep end. Yeah. And so like, yeah. I don't think I could have gone. But you had done Adam ruins humor. everything. Yeah. Yeah. But and I, the pilot for that. And too. the pilot for Adam ruins everything. Yeah. And the, and, and the, the, the couple episodes of it and then like the middle of the night show. So I think if I went straight from college humor to this thing, to this experience, I think I, I, I wouldn't have really known fully the, the trappings and the, the ways to, to figure it out. Right. So I was lucky that I had that experience of doing those shows, which I had like an awesome time doing. And then the MTV show was a different MTV show is a pilot called Pick Me Up. Um, is with uh, I know right? That's kind yeah. of a funny name sure. for it. Is <laughs> caters to network executives, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I guess it. Yeah. Uh, but it was written by is like written by Doug Mann and Dan Greger and uh, starring John Gabris and Betsy Sodaro. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was really awesome. That's right. We have talked about this. Yeah, it they're was, like so funny. They're so funny, and the show is so funny. And um, the concept of that was there's like a brother and sister uber drivers so they are just like complete messes and uh very slapstick big personalities but it's very sweet like the the, the pilot plot was like john gabers wants to find love because he's like he's in love with this like mechanic lady and and the sister is like trying to help him do it and it's this is very like sweet comedy of errors kind of thing that we had a coyote on on the shoot which was oh, crazy cool. it was like a low budget pilot so that, that was not something that i thought we would do and <laughs> we did it and sometimes it's, it's easier cool. just to get the weird animal right that's true yeah sometimes i think the animal trainers are like kind of have this weird excitement about yeah. bringing out the weird thing yeah it's not very often that that happens yeah that shot with a with a sloth recently i I shot with three sloths i've three i would love to do that what was that like it's weird you're like oh man this sloth can actually like it could bite you real bad yeah i heard they're like a little violent when they're scared or something yeah yeah Um, they're pretty mellow. They mostly just sleep, so you kind of only get like twenty minute increments with them. It's kind of like working with like a newborn, I imagine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the nice thing about the sloth was that it was just a sloth doing sloth stuff. Like, yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. Train it wasn't them like, at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can kind of like put them. It wasn't dancing or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we had like puppet arms so that we could kind of like put the, sh- the sloth the in the background in. and then yeah, let the yeah, arms yeah. do the funny. thing. Yeah, um, that's cool. So it was like kind of silly. Yeah, it was yeah, real, yeah, yeah. real silly. That's fun. Um, but there's like kind of one famous sloth, right? And yeah. her name is Lola. She's <laughs> a real sweetheart. Yeah. Um, but, but the tower, the trainers were they? Oh, fine. They yeah. were fine. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's good. I, yeah. you know, I, animal trainers, you just need to show them respect, and then they're like, yeah, yeah, into it. You yeah, know? yeah. I, I, I would sort of agree with that. I think, like for the most part, that's true. The the coyote person was a little. They're weird. Tricky. They're or, weird or, people. Yeah. Yeah. Or just like making, there were some times when they were like making up rules on the shoe as it was happening. Mm. Like they, she would just be like, well, the coyote 
saw this camera or something like it can't it needs to go away it only like, looks what? at only alexas no yeah, on yeah. This <laughs> like they were just things that like weren't fully discussed in the beginning and then mm-hmm. i i was just be like well we didn't really that, i didn't know that was a thing until now so there's a lot of like a lot a lot of that stuff that was just like not my favorite thing to deal with right. but like i dealt with it fine well, and there's um, a big difference between an animal that's trainable and an animal that isn't. Yeah, because coy- right? yeah, coyote. There's nothing you can do. Yeah, they're, they're just, just like, like mm, they're they're actually for the most part it was terrified. Like it was just it was mm-hmm. like so afraid of everything. Yeah, you know, any sound it would mm-hmm. freak out at. Sure. It's not used to being around people. Was it during the day? Yeah, yeah. Exterior. Uh, there was one day exterior, one day interior, one night exterior, and I think that was it. Yeah. They're usually doing most of their stuff at but, night, right? Yeah. But it, I mean, it's just like film lights everywhere, and it's just like looking sure. around. And also, Gabrus and Betsy are like <laughs> gregarious <laughs> people, so they're just yeah. cracking everyone up, right? And, yeah. Right. And as like the director, you want to um, push it, and you want to you want to have like a shot where their their like shoulders are in it or something. And, mm-hmm. yeah. Just to piggyback on that for a second, just craft wise, why why do you think? It's important to have like a their shoulder in a shot of a. Camera. Oh well, just just because I think sometimes when you're watching something like that, like some some crazy thing happening in it, I think some what I always think is I want to like see the person in the shot with them, so it's not clearly like a comped thing or something. Like I I just think it's really important that you get like at least one shot where like they interact with it or something just so you're like, holy shit. They like actually that's a real coyote. Yeah, that's yeah. a real coyote. They're yeah. in this with them. Just, just so that it subconsciously doesn't, it's not all cutaways. Cause mm-hmm. there was a lot of stuff in the, in the pilot that were just like close ups of the coyote. And then the reverse, you just, we put some like fur thing in the foreground. But then I think it's important to like show like a handheld dirty shot of like the coyote with the people like in the foreground. And then you like go back to the coyote. I think it's, it works on some conscious level that you, that you're like, Oh wow. It, actually at one point they were there with the coyote. So you, you think know? a viewer that is not, does not work in film is, would feel that. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think it works on a conscious level. I don't, I think even most of the time, some yeah, I don't even notice, but I think subconsciously it's like, it affects people. And so for yeah. our listeners, if you, uh, I've never directed a TV pilot, but if you direct a TV pilot and the show gets picked up, you get paid like on every episode, right? You typically, yeah. If it's, if it's a union, if it's like a DJ thing, um, which is awesome and like weird and creative, I don't know. It's a cool thing. Right. Cause so, you're, you're setting up the look yeah, and that's feel you're in that, casting. Yeah. Same you know. as, yeah. I guess same as like the creator or whatever gets like the same. Right. right. Yeah. Um, do you get residuals if an episode you directed airs? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Do you get residuals if an SNL episode that has your yeah. video in it? Airs? Yeah. Nice. I, yeah. <laughs> Actually, the fir- my first year, I asked the same question just like casually, like one of the other directors. I was like, do we get this? And he's like, yeah. Like he was just like, yeah, yeah. It's here. He's like, you should look into this. And I was like, yeah, maybe I should. Like, cause I yeah. just, I don't know. You're so used to just like, ah, I made a video for the internet. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah, made yeah. my 200 bucks. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you guys are getting Thanks, double, double scale now. <laughs> <laughs> like even Adam Ruins Everything was when the pilot was non-union. Right. right. So, and middle of the night show because I, I just wasn't union, you know, I just wanted to make a pilot, so I didn't care. And I still don't really care about, you know, it was just like, I was happy to do it to make a pilot. Right. 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 Yeah. It's a, it's like a 
it's an interesting thing like that, like residuals, because it's weird to me that like certain professions get it and certain ones don't. Like I feel like editing, there's is an argument to be made for sure, like that. they don't get anything, right? Mm, yeah, they don't get any residuals or anything like that. And composers really. make a I ton com- of money. Yeah, composers. Yeah, they get like all these things. Yeah, I worked with a guy. He did the music for like Call of Duty or something. Wow! And oh he said he negotiated that he gets like half a cent or like a cent from every copy sold, and he was making oh, like man. hundreds of thousands of dollars wow. a year just That's from. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Residuals. Okay. So then, so you shot those two pilots, then you did your feature. Yeah. Then I made a feature in Nicaragua. And um, how did that go? How's Nicaragua? It was great. It was amazing, actually. It was like, uh, did you have any connections weird. there? It was weird that it happened. It just <laughs> happened. Uh, did I have any connections there? Mm, sort of. Well, we, me and myself and John Cohen, who, who works, he's a producer at, at Adam Burns Everything, and he like worked at College Humor for a while. He, we both went to this place in Nicaragua called Madeira's Village and it's like a very beautiful boutique resort. Um they're really nice down there but it's like it has an air of like being very excited about itself, mm-hmm. being like a cool place where like hot expats sort of move to and like surf all day and like don't do anything. Is that like a Tulum like? It's like that. Yeah, it's it that whole area of Nicaragua is not trendy but there's this weird little pocket that's only owned by this one boutique resort Mm -hmm. which i thought was really funny and really interesting and it was also really beautiful and i really wanted to make a movie just in general like i just need felt like i really needed to it just kind of inspired me to write this like very small story about these like brothers-in-law that like go down there um in search of something and you wrote the script. I co-wrote own. it. Yeah. I co-wrote it with this, with this guy, Dan Schoenbrunn kind of came together really quickly. We did it for a super, really, really small budget. I was coming right off of that pilot. And from there I was coming right off of Adam Burns, everything. So it's just working constantly. Yeah. You've got a lot of momentum. So yeah. It's like, so it, it yeah. seemed to, to come together, uh, uh, quickly and, and we were just like, okay, let's, let's, let's go do it. And let's, let's, Let's ha- make it happen, and it did. And, and who was, paid for it? Um, this guy who <laughs> who I'm not related to, and uh, he's a dude who's awesome who wanted to support me somehow. Like I, I, he's a he's a he's a good friend. He has a lot of money, and he's excited about movies and myself. So I think he does this for like some people. Like I, I've heard he like he invests in like podcasts and stuff. He just like gives yeah, money. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> He like he like gives money like low amounts of money to people that he thinks right. deserve it or thinks he's a like, patron. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's he's like uh, su- such one in a million type of person. He's not doing it for like a return necessarily, mm-hmm. but he's doing it to like because he enjoys like watching creative people make things. So he's quite wealthy then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, like, if that he, he can do you, it, yeah, for if sure. your yeah. movie didn't make a single cent back, it, yeah, it wouldn't yeah. be like, Paul, I lost my house. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And how many days did you shoot? We shot like 17 days, maybe. It was not a lot. And also single camera, which was mm-hmm. tough. That do you, was do the you, hardest you miss part. Sh- yeah, cameras, it was, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It really yeah. was such... It's just, it, I, it's such a luxury that I, I had gotten used to and, yeah. and relied on. Do you think it's like a comedy thing, like the dual camera, or you just think no matter what you shoot, the second camera is I mean, pretty essential? I think it's kind of essential, just because you can get twice as much stuff that you want. Yeah, right. But do you look like a Jean Genot or like these people with yeah. like Wes Anderson doesn't 
care for a second. No, camera. that's yeah, true. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I I think it maybe because uh, townies we shot single camera on that, and I it, I remember being surprised by ha- page count, like how quickly I could get yeah. through a scene. Cause yeah, like it's I wasn't intending to shoot like oh like crosses the whole time. Yeah. But when I did need to pick that stuff up, when I was in just dialogue where people were planted, you know, that's twice as much time that you need, basically. Yeah, and that, yeah. that was kind of a bummer. There's kind of this weird mental thing where we would shoot a side of a scene and then we would move on to doing the other side of the scene. And I would just be like, oh, I, I thought we were done with that <laughs> scene. Like, yeah. It, yeah. you know, and it kind of tires the actors out and it's right. especially like super hot down there. And yeah, just it's just time. Like you can you can you can explore things more, right? When you have two cameras, um, but it worked out luckily, and it, and I you know came out good. I'm I'm really happy with the results, and and it's getting distributed, um, which is cool. So cool. So did you you had a festival premiere? Yeah, we premiered at LA Film Festival. It was honestly the best. It was so much fun. The cast was there. It was good because it was in LA. So like, yeah, having like an LA packed. premiere. Was yeah, nice. yeah, that's because cool. everyone who wanted to see it came. And like, who was, was in the cast? Anyone cool? Uh, Aya Cash from You're the Worst. Uh, George Basil, who's oh, in cool. like everything, four shows right now. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. In, he's on one of the shows. He's on is called Wrecked, and it's um right. It's like shoots in Fiji, and yeah, like yeah. he just yeah, they just like love him, and he's so sure. funny. And, um, yeah, we have a really close friendship. He was in a short that I made in like 2011 and then, uh, he's just been in like most of the things I've made ever since. Yeah. Cause he just has this way about him. That's, uh, he's like kind of weird, like off a little bit, mm-hmm. but he's also very relatable somehow. Yeah. Super very, watchable. Yeah. Yeah. He's like super smart, but also very silly. Yeah. Um, and he's like kind of disappears into his character sometimes. He really like the does. Crashing yeah. character is yeah. like very yeah. different than Yeah. But was he did he do one of the Geico cavemen? He he was the uh, not the, the caveman. He was the um what the hell was he? He was he was in some oh he was like the Bud Light guy. Oh, he was yeah. like the mayor, mayor of, of Bud, Bud Light, Light town. Oh, right. He did another big campaign where he wasn't the caveman, but he looked <laughs> like the caveman. He was so he was like this variety I think it was a Verizon thing where he was like you can get two phones or something. And he like had long scraggly hair and was like in New York. So everyone, I, I would, one time I went to like Vegas with him and everyone just kept yelling caveman at him. <laughs> Cause like it's a, it's a popular campaign. Right. Like the caveman. He I've looks like a caveman. TV. Yeah. You got that vibe. You could tell that they were like, they weren't really yeah. sure, but then they were like, yeah, he was caveman. So yeah. then they would just yell caveman. I guess that's <laughs> the best place to get yelled at for being sure. like, like looking like a caveman. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like, like drunk bros are like caveman. Yeah. 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 Like it was ridiculous. <laughs> like, like people would don't throw take chips photos with him and yeah, stuff. Totally. And like, <laughs> and who is yeah. the DP? Uh, it's got Charlie Gruet who, um, he actually works with me at SNL now. Oh, he, cool. And he did, um, he did the imaginary friends presentation. He, they, which was the NBC show, the NBC. Yeah. 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 It's called imaginary friend. Sorry. Uh, but he did the presentation for that and he's like a New York DP and he's done, um, high maintenance, the HBO show. Oh, sure. Oh yeah. And he just did a pilot for, um, Broadway video for comedy central that just got picked up. I figured it's called, but it's with, it's it was made by the head, the old head writers of SNL. Um, oh, uh, Sarah Snyder. Sarah Snyder. Yeah. And, and Chris, Chris Kelly. Cool. So yeah. So then we get to SNL. Yeah. We're skipping is, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Yeah, I did an episode of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I fucking love that show, man. It's really good. Yeah, it's so good. It's my wife's, so funny. literally my wife's favorite 
piece of media. It's really good. Kind of period. It's so good. It's like so such a they do such a good job of like balancing the two tones of like just like weird stuff that I love and then also like very mainstream smart like right. relationship stuff. Um which I think covers a lot of bases. Yeah. And um they do it really well. It's it's done very like fluidly, I think. And how did you get that job? Uh, I got that through Rachel because I had known her in New York and we did a um, a bunch of music videos together, like a bunch of her older music videos I directed for her and edited. I don't know. And then they, they, then I just was like, hey, I would love sure. to do your show. So you reached <laughs> Not out expecting. to her. Uh, yeah, I think so. And, and I think what happened was like a director just had dropped out or something. So it was an easy And you had already throw. done... A bunch of TV at this point. I'd done a bunch of TV. I hadn't done any like network episodic stuff, but I'd done that NBC pilot. And I think that. Yeah. Maybe that'll got me. The yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, again, it's another example of like have the right resume and then also the personal connection. Yeah, that's true. Right. That's a really good point. Um, then luckily that, that worked out and the timing worked out really well. And so there, so I'm curious about like the, the musical stuff. Yeah. Did you, I mean, well, obviously we've done videos before and music before. Yeah. But do they have like any rules, um, as to how you shoot music, like the musical Not numbers? Really? Like, I think, um, you know, there's obviously a lot of rules for the, the narrative stuff. Cause it's just what they've set up. The music videos are a little more just like have, have fun with it, which is cool. They have references. So that pushes the direction a little bit. Like one that I did, like the, the reference was like the, Oh Mickey, you're so fine mm-hmm. music video. But like that music video is it's just like her in a white psych, like dancing around. So like we judged it up a little bit for now. And then the other one was like a big tap dance number that I actually didn't get to do because I had gone SNL and they had to push the tap dance number to like late the next month because one of the actors uh. hurt his ankle or something. So then I couldn't do that other music video, which was like kind of a bummer because it was like a really big and fun music video. And yeah. how involved are you in the choreography on something like that? Um, I mean, they have a choreo- choreographer, um, Catherine, who's awesome. And she pretty much like does it, but like collaborates with you a lot. And so will she like suggest camera angles or things? Kind of. Yeah. Sort of in the way that I'll suggest like moves and stuff like that. Like she'll be like, maybe you can do that here and then you can go Mm -hmm. over this way and get a cool angle on it. And I'll either be like, yeah, or, or no, or something. So, but it was very, very collaborative actually, especially the music videos. Do you ever get nervous? Like sometimes I get nervous if I'm talking to like a choreographer, but I don't know Mm -hmm. a dance move. I'll be like, yeah, you you just do do like a light kicky ball. Yeah. Yeah. Do a little twirly swirly. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, the way for sure, like I don't, I'm not, I don't know dancing at all and I don't know the terminology. So usually I'm just like, I don't know what to say, (laughs) but uh, bear with me or something. Especially when I, I feel like I'm like that whenever I'm working with someone who's, knows what they're doing and I don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just kind of give them the ownership of it, but she's great. I think she's been with the, the show since like season one. Yeah. It was really cool though. It was fun to work with Rachel again. Cause I hadn't really worked with her since like those music videos, like, you know, eight or so years ago. Yeah. Like now you have a real, it was fun. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was like a fun and she was really excited about it. And like, it's really nice. Like introducing me to everyone is like, you know, yeah, like oh, your old buddy. Stuff, yeah, it is really nice when like you're in a high stress situation, and then like an old friend yeah. who also yeah. has kind of yeah. really like leveled up. You know, yeah. it's like oh, my yeah. friend is here, and also they know what they're doing, and they're yeah. here to help me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, God, yeah. What yeah, a yeah. gift, you know. It really is. 
Great. Yeah. It's a really helpful thing. Yeah. None of my old friends leveled up. (laughs) (laughs) That's not true. I don't know. I feel like they probably do. (laughs) Well, so, okay. So SNL. Yeah, that yeah. Was, uh, so I saw you. For yeah, a well, you saw me at after party there. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. And so you gave me like a little glimpse into like the insanity. Yeah, I want to know about how you got the job in the first place. Sure. Actually, let's t- let's do the interview re- well, just real quick, the yeah, short version. Yeah, oh, I'm, I think I'm boring <laughs> Orin already. I know. So I was doing Adamers Everything for the first season. Sarah Schneider, who was who was the head writer at SNL, and then before that she was at College Humor as a writer. I got I like knew her from there. She emailed me and was like, hey, do you want me to put you on like a list for SNL? We might be looking for someone. And I was like, sure. And then I was in New York for the middle of the night show and they called me and like the producers and stuff just to like face to face and, mm-hmm. and whatever and talk for like a half hour in the summer. And then I did. And is Lauren Michaels one of these? He wasn't in that people? room. No, it was like kind of everyone, all his people, like his like producer circle. A couple months later, they were like, hey, we want to have another meeting with you. If you can start on this date. They didn't offer it to me at all. But I had to say no because it can the date that the show would start would conflict with Adam Rins everything because I was doing three more episodes, doing the mm-hmm. last three episodes. So it's really hard to ultimately say no, but I did. And I was like, okay, whatever. Did you consider telling Adam Rins everything now? Yeah, for sure. You know, SNL is like a dream a to like go there. Yeah, like I mean, growing up, yeah. I just like watched all the the show, and especially in the last fifteen years, like the 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 films are so right really well done and and as a director i just i wanted to do that um for many reasons so it was really really hard but uh but ultimately i had to say no to the potential gig of snl they hadn't even like offered it but it was for like another meeting and then so a year passed and i did all these things the pilot and stuff and and then they were like hey someone else just left like are you interested and i was like yeah of course and and then i didn't really think anything of it and then like a month or so later they called me an interview with, with Lauren in New York. And you were here in L.A. I was here in L.A. So they, they fly you there. They pay for the flight? Yeah, yeah. They, they pay for the flight and like the hotel room and stuff. And honestly, at that point, I had a serious girlfriend. So it's like, I don't, I don't know. That's and like, your career is going great. Yeah, like, like life I was doing is really stuff good. And, You're and, in L.A. Yeah, yeah, and I was really happy and like doing a lot of things. So I wasn't totally sure about it. But then like once you go, you're like, oh, this is so cool like and I, and I just was excited to like take a meeting with him because like they're just it's just a funny experience and then I just like sat with him for five minutes and it was like very casual what did he but say also what did weird. he ask you he was like oh so you work with Sarah or something and I was like yeah yeah I worked with her and like Streeter Seidel who's also a writer on the show right. and he worked at College Humor and he was like, yeah, 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 cool. And then he said something. He's like, well, directors here, like, we kind of like them to put their stamp on things and to really, like, push it and to be filmmakers. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. And he was like, okay, thanks for coming in. And then, I, <laughs> then that was it. It that was, was like, it. It was like a, a, literally a five-minute meeting. If it was any, with anyone else, it would be, like, the worst meeting of my life. <laughs> just because it was... <laughs> but I went in, like, knowing super well that, like, it was going to be quick and casual. So how did you feel afterwards? Like, you I don't know... Great. If you, I was just really? like, that was okay. funny. I, 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 I honestly would just excited to like have a, a funny experience like that right where i had no expectations and and afterwards i i, I was like okay i'm just gonna go home now <laughs> then the day I, I think i flew that the next morning or something and then like they called me right afterwards and they were like hey we want you to do it 
I was like, great, okay. So then, like in a week, I <laughs> in a week, Wait, well, I, my life you is were, totally changing. Yeah, you were engaged then, or I just got engaged like a couple months ago. But oh, I was like, you know, on the track. Sure, your girlfriend at the time was living in L.A. Yeah, yeah, she lives and works here in L.A. And um, you know, that first before I left that first year it was really hard because we were like we didn't know what was gonna happen. Sure, um, but I felt pretty confident that it would be fine, and it was fine. Like nothing's really changed in our relationship. She's a producer, and uh, we're we're pretty aware that hopefully we're going to be like traveling a lot uh, for work and stuff in the next lifetime. Uh, so right. it was kind of a nice like, sure. test of like if we can do can this. Can you do this? Yeah, I always like it's a circus family. Yeah, right? and it's kind you of know? fun actually. Like it's kind of fun to just like like she's got she just found out yesterday she has to go to Montreal for like two days and mm-hmm. on Sunday and Monday and. I was like, oh, maybe I'll go with her. Like, if I can, like, that might be kind of fun. It's kind of fun. It's like unpredictable. And um, luckily, the SNL schedule is is when when there's a show, it's insane, and there's you can't, you're underwater. But right. then, but but the you, only you see everyone knows. Yeah, like, exactly. Hey, there's exactly. a show this week. Yeah. So like, even if she lived with me in New York, like, I don't think I would even see her. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. to get any val- valuable time with her. But when you're the schedule is like three, they have they usually have three shows and like two or three weeks off. So then I just come back here during the off time. And then sometimes she comes to shows as well. That's cool. Too. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Well, then let's uh, let's dig in. Let's talk about the schedule now, right? Sure. Yeah. 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 Um, so. How many I, directors are there? There's three directors, including me, of the short films. There's one director of the live show, this guy, right. Don. So there's two, two other directors, Oz Rodriguez and Dave McCary. I'm the newest one. So basically the way it works and, out. Uh, Oz was Funny or Die. Before yeah, yeah, that. yeah. Funny or Die. He came from Funny or Die. And Dave McCrary's the... Dave was good, was good, good neighbor. neighbor. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're all still there. So it's like him and, and Kyle and Beck came in together mm-hmm. as it's like good neighbor unit to make like good neighbor style videos. I kind of started with like the Lonely Island guys, right? Yeah, yeah. They, they, it's pretty cool. Like the whole, like as I'm learning more about like the whole history of like how it became what it is now. I think in the late 70s, there's this guy, Jim Signorelli, who was like the main film director. And he directed like everything until like the mid 2000s. Wow. He was there forever. Yeah. And and um, and and right as he, like, yeah, right as the Lonely Island came in, he he still did like film stuff. And the Lonely Island did like super bare bones, like, right, like raw, SNL shorts. Or- yeah. Like the laser cats and stuff. And I think they were sort of separate. And then as the years went on, they came closer and closer together. And so now there's just this really strong film department there. Uh, but it's also has this very nimble side to it where mm-hmm. they can be edited on premiere. You know, it's very like quick, quick turnaround, but we can do really big things because there's the production like infrastructure to like to I support think, that. Yeah. I think one of your editors was like touring the country, teaching people. Oh, Adam. Yeah. I think, I think he, yeah, he's done like South by Southwest like talks and stuff like that. Yeah. Adam yeah like he really shows them how they basically they make a show it, yeah. ready for air he's, in like a day. He's amazing. Yeah. And, and how it's funny and like what all the tricks, yeah. editing tricks are to like make things land. He's in incredible like he does things in the amount of time that I, I, I don't know how he does it and you guys really color good. everything in house and sound uh, no color is is outside so cause so basically on Saturdays I'm at like 10 in the morning I go to the color house the morning of your show. show yeah and they and I sit with the DP and the colorist and we just set looks for every scene 
And then at 11, I go to 30 Rock and we just edit. And they, they're constantly like sending the colors like new EDLs, like as mm, we're changing everything and like tracking shots later on. But we're, we're editing it, yeah, like up until the last like five minutes or so that it airs. But the, the system for the color is pretty cool, but it's just not in-house because I just don't think they have the... The infrastructure for it. Wait, so walk me through then, because you said you're you're editing up until the last minute. Yeah, but so then workflow wise, it's not you're not then sending them an EDL, EDL and then they're spitting it out. And no, then usually the edits in the the very. I mean, sometimes though, like things go to air that with like a shot that's like not colored or something. Right. Um, you just have to like do your best. You just kind of match it a little, it a little bit. bit. Yeah. But then, and you, you get to fix it for the second airing for the West Coast airing. If it's a big thing yeah then you can like if it's like a a shot that wasn't colored then for sure you can do that so yeah you're just like fixing things and on the the fly and well so let's rewind yeah. to yeah, sure. days monday of the week. Yeah, What's, yeah. when do you start yeah so I, I start on monday i do um i do the these promos so they last year when i started they were like we want the promos to be like a little more elaborate or like cinematic or something so it's kind of fun to like work with the producers there and like figuring out how to do that because it used to just be like them sitting at like a table or something Mm -hmm. or like a park and say they're hosting and then like do a joke and i think they've been doing that for a while and they just wanted to like ramp it up a little bit yeah i feel like now you'll even see promos getting shared you know yeah yeah this is funny and weird you know so then i i kind of got the opportunity to like expand them and, and make them a little just bigger and, and more cater to who's hosting. Um, sort so of, you direct all of those? I direct those promos, yeah. Sometimes I write on them or like the writers also submit, but like the thing about the promos is like we shoot them on Tuesday and the writers are all, they don't come in until like four or five because right. they're basically up all night writing the show. So sometimes like hard to get writers to like engage a little bit on yeah, that like stuff. What, and it's the lowest stakes thing. Yeah, right? exactly. And it's like just a, it's a promo. So, okay. So it's like Monday, let's say it's the Gal Gadot episode. Oh, Monday. So, okay. Yeah. So Monday I get there on like one and then, um, sometimes I go and like meet the host and like tell them what the promo is and like pitch it to them. And if they have like questions, answer them and like change it based on their suggestions. And then there's like a pitch meeting at like five where all the writers go into Lauren's office and like pitch ideas to the host that for, they have for the week. For the week, yeah. And all the directors are in there too. The directors are there. Yeah, we just kind of stand and like just because in, in case there's something we hear that mm-hmm. could be a good video, could be a good pre-tape, right. and then like talk to them afterwards. Because sometimes they don't even write the stuff that they pitch. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's just like a joke or something that like is just funny, but maybe won't work as a full thing they decide. And when they're pitching, are they like, Kate McKinnon is doing this? Or are they just saying, and then this woman? Usually it's just like I had an idea where you're a bus driver and you're yelling at kids or something. like in, And that's kind of it. It's like pretty basic. It doesn't go too deep into it because there's like so many writers. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of them. Yeah, um, <laughs> it would be rude to be like, "All right, picture yeah. this." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just very casual. New York City street. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dr- yeah. yeah. So, like, what, like twenty writers? I think around. Yeah, and then me and the other directors and the the music people and the producers are all like kind of just there. It's like a weird like welcome thing, I guess they do for the host. And then Tuesday we shoot the promo, usually in the studio. 
Um, Sorry, one more question yeah, about sure, the writers' sure. room. Is the host in every single sketch? They're usually not in the cold open, right? Uh, yeah, they're usually not in the cold open, and then I think it's rare for them to not be in like a actual, another sketch during the show. But sometimes, like we do pre tapes that don't have the host in it. Like I just did this one that was like a Safe Light commercial parody, um, where oh, yeah. it, like didn't have the host in That's it. That's the guy with the van. Yeah, 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 yeah. The guy who like oh, replaces right. the yeah, windshield yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. of a car. He just keeps breaking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's like really into this this woman and her daughter. So Tuesday we shoot the promo, and it usually takes like two two hours, two and a half hours. It's kind of fun because it's like the first thing that the host does. So mm-hmm. me and the, this producer Lindsay Shookish, she kind of like runs it. She's sort of the collaborator in these with me and how long are they like 15 seconds or 30s for well they, we make different versions of them so there's a 15 second for air and then there's whatever for web usually like 45 50 seconds so we we shoot it and then we like as we're shooting it it's it, they like run up the footage as mm-hmm. we're doing it and then the editor usually has a version of the 15 second one like maybe a half hour after we're done shooting and you like really quickly have to make that one like approve that one because mm-hmm. that one has to air in like two hours and a lot of them are like single shot right no not anymore like now they're those were like kind of the older ones when they're when they like just do yeah. a stand up and they're yeah, like, they're "Hi, like, I'm hosting." Yeah. Now it's like we just did this one with Kumail Nanjiani where he's like in the hallway of the studio and he's like acting all like badass. It's like a pink song, and then like you slowly realize he's like lost. He like doesn't know where to go, <laughs> and like he goes into like the makeup room. And they're just like looking at him, and then it cuts like a hard cut to him like talking to a page, and he's like, "Where am I? Don't know where I am." And she's like helping him to like find the stage. And that's in fifteen seconds. Yeah, yeah. You just make a really abridged version of it, pretty yeah. much. Um, and how are you like lighting things? And like, is it just kind of all natural? And you no, kind of- no, it's like lit. Yeah, yeah, like they when you shoot anything on the on the eighth floor. Uh, is where the studio is. You have to use the studio lighting people. They are just lighting that. And there's this DP, Jason, who has been doing them for a long time. He He's uh, the good neighbor DP. Gotcha. So it's like actually lit and it's like a real thing now, which is fun and cool. Yeah, but basically the promos, like the, the idea behind it is just like, usually it's like them getting off the elevator or something, or like them entering the studio mm-hmm. with like some sort of twist on it. Like the Gal Gadot one, she like breaks through the wall like Wonder Woman. Yeah, it's like them entering with some kind of twist on it. And, and and in terms of like writing, you said it's like the writers aren't super duper. Well, they, they send pitches uh-huh. uh, for them on like maybe Wednesday. And then on Saturday when I'm editing the piece, like just through email, we have to like kind of figure out what we're going to do mm-hmm. for if it's the next week right after it. Sometimes Lindsay will be like this. I think this might work better if we did it this way. It's a little more like malleable Mm -hmm. just because it's coming together so fast. Besides you two, who else is kind of like weighing in on which idea you should? I don't think anybody. Yeah. No one else is like, hey, Paul. Yeah. No, no, no. That's pretty much it. That's the thing about SNL that I've learned. I've come to learn is just like. You have a lot of freedom just because, like, there's so much to do sometimes. Mm-hmm. No one's over your shoulder, like, questioning everything you're doing. But, like, there are checkpoints of just, like, you, you don't ha- you don't have to pitch things before you do them, but you have to answer them after you do them. Right, right. They give you kind of a long leash. Right. And the longer you're there, the more they trust you and the more they, like, let you kind of right. just do your thing. Like, there's not time to ask for permission. No, no yeah. But also... yeah. You you're, better, yeah. you're the person who made the call. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. made that call. And like, if if they ask you to explain it, like, 
you should. Yeah. Or, you know, just cut the thing. I thought it was funny. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So that's Tuesday. So it's Tuesday night and you have your promos done. Yeah. And usually I stay later with the editor um, making like a more elaborate like web promo, um, which they put up on Wednesday. And then Tuesday night, the writers are staying up all night and like writing. What time do they get in though at Tuesday? You it said they're like four or five. Like yeah, I think I think like any time between like one and like nine or something. Yeah. I don't really know. And everyone on the cast is also writing. Yeah, they all write. Yeah, so they they all have to stay up late too. And I don't do that, which I'm That's thankful awesome. for. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, there's always yeah. The, that old Larry David story about how like I turned in my sketches, I'm going home, mm-hmm. and everyone was like, "No, you can't." That's not. Yeah, a yeah. I mean, I do don't. That really know too much about that side of it like the whole culture of like that night Mm -hmm. but i think i think it's like you're supposed to stay there and like yeah it's part of the job yeah no no one's like wait a minute you have to stay up late yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah. it's kind of part of the whole fun of it i guess that's so excellent that you don't have to do that though yeah yeah that has always been a thing that's very i've like obviously I love the show and yeah. it's so intimidating to the idea of like having to stay up late. Cause I cannot do it. <laughs> yeah. I'll just be like, yeah. well, it's 10 30 and yeah, I'm yeah. going to fall asleep mid sentence. Yeah. And I, can't I think help people it. take like naps and stuff and then they wake yeah. up later. Like, like no one's superhuman. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now what happens on Wednesday? So on Wednesday there's like a big table read that they have. Who chooses which sketches get written at that first meeting? Get on, written? Yeah. Uh, just the writers really. They just, they just write whatever they want to do. Oh, does each writer write like three yeah, sketches? Yeah, I think they something? write like three or so, yeah. And then at like three or four, there's a table read where the host is in it and like Lauren's in it and all the producers and all the designers and hair people make everyone who would be affected by any of these sketches is in it. So there's like 50 sketches or something. Just 40, I think. Like maybe between 40 and 50. And then we just read through them and... And it's a cold read, like no one's read them before. Uh, I think that the performers for sure, I, I think they do. Just because okay. well, like, they're they part know. of the writing process too. Yeah, yeah. Right? And I think they, I think the writers like kind of give them a little, it's this type of thing. You're Preview. a karate teacher in this, just be really high energy sure, or something. Sure. Yeah. And the writers are obviously hoping their sketches get picked. Yeah, yeah. And it's, the performers are hoping that they're in a sketch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I'm hoping that like, a cool video goes well that I think is really cool because I want. Like, so are do you that. are you assigned to a video at this point? Uh, not at this point. They so they send an email with like ten or so of the like video pieces that could go, but just because like out of a table read, there's usually like ten or so mm-hmm. films that no, people you, write. You can kind of just tell. Saying, yeah, they they write like videotape at the top of it. And is there a mandate? Are, are you expected to do a certain number of? pre-taped pieces per episode just, just one yeah just one. usually but, one but like it's kind of an expectation yeah yeah, yeah. I, I've, I, I've um only gone one week without working on something mm-hmm. and that was because it got canceled the week like on Thursday or something because it like was it was against some brand and they got yeah. mad or something yeah, yeah. so and have you ever shot something that did not air oh yeah yeah I've done so that how many times. do they air <laughs> Do they air two videos a week? Uh, usually three, but they've been known to cut things if they don't do well or like the Safe Light thing. So that was a commercial. a commercial parody. We sh- we shot that in the first week, the Ryan Gosling episode, mm-hmm. and it got cut. But they were like, "We're gonna bring this back because there's no host in it." And you kind of take it with a grain of salt. You're not sure if that's gonna happen. But then it aired like the next week, which right, is great. Right. But then like other times, things have just gotten cut and like never 
see the light of day, which is fine. Do you get to keep them? Do I get to keep them? Yeah. Like if you <laughs> I guess to I could. Show I, could to someone. I guess I could like, yeah, well I, I could like show it to someone. Yeah. But like some, a lot of times like, I don't know if you were like really want to, cause you're just like, eh. yeah, you don't want to be like, there's eh. a reason why it gets cut. Yeah, like right. no matter how much I want, I don't want it to. Well, and there's the cut for air sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I actually just had one of those. Cut for time. I mean, probably, thrown yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. They just put one up that I did last week that the Britannic guys wrote. It was like a Beck thing. And it did well at dress, but there's just no time for it, so they right. had to cut it. Um, but that that got put online, which do is cool. The, do so, they have a hard time limit? No, not really. It's just like however long it should be. Like if it's like a short film, usually around like four minutes. If it's like a commercial parody, like no mm-hmm. longer than two, I feel. But if it's really good, then then they're fine. And that's college and humor instincts right there too. Yeah, you, know, you have a good yeah. sense of like, well, just cut all the fat, right? And a lot of times in between dress and air, like you make you make changes because based on the how the audience took it. So you know. how does a director get assigned to a video piece? So after the table read, we like go back to our offices and I think that the things that do well at the table, um, the producers kind of start like putting feelers out for locations and stuff just mm-hmm. to like do a little bit of head start work, mm-hmm. even though it's really hard. Um, They're like texting their assistants. We have a location table, guy, yeah. uh, this guy, Adam, who is great. And he, he sort of like does the, he, we're all in co- communication with each other. Like this did pretty well. Like you might want to look into like a mm-hmm. castle or something. Right. And he's got all of the scripts as well. So yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. the breakdown. Yeah. Already, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, and then Oz, who is, he like directs the biggest unit, the like main film unit. Right. Um, so I think him and the producers like talk about what he oh, wants to do. So he calls dibs. Uh, He's like he can. papyrus's mind. I, th- I think so. I think yeah. if, yeah, I think, I, I think, cause it, you know, SNL is like a place that they like people who have been there for a while. Mm-hmm. And I think Oz is like really good. I think he's like sure. deserved yeah. of it. I think like Lauren and the producers pick what they want to shoot. And then I think Oz and the producers like have a conversation over like who should do what. Mm-hmm. He sort of like creatively produces that or directs that. Then they're just like, all right, you're doing this, Paul, Dave, you're doing this, Oz, you're doing this. And then it's kind of off to the races, like right at that moment. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's pretty wild, man. So yeah. now it's Wednesday night. Wednesday night. It's like Wednesday at like nine. And you have to shoot something <clears throat> that on Friday. On... You have to shoot on Friday. Oh, you shoot on Friday. So you have a day of prep. Yeah. 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 So when is the cast already uh, assigned at this point usually like they write the cast into the scripts but sometimes you have to recast because of like scheduling things mm-hmm. but so like wednesday at nine after they choose a thing all the department heads like come in to my office and like the writers come in and the everyone just comes in and we just like all talk about it and like ask questions and it's like a like, like an a, hour yeah like a, a prep meeting yeah. yeah basically and then um it's a lot of google image searching for like wigs and uh-huh. hair and stuff like the the hair people are really cool. They throw really good stuff sure. together very quickly. They keep quickly. blending Emmys. I know. I mean, <laughs> I know. they deserve them. Like, <laughs> yeah. I've been on so many of my sets when I've oh directed things. Yeah. And I'm like, why in four hours can yeah. you not make something yeah. that yeah. looks as good as what they do in five minutes? It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of funny because, like, uh, they just they put it together so quickly. Like, I was doing this, so doing this one piece with Benedict Cumberbatch. 
there's a wig in it and the ad i think it was like maybe his first or second week started starting mm-hmm. he still works with us now but he was like He's like, oh, we have like a wig thing. Like, that's going to take like at least an hour. And then like it took like 10 minutes. <laughs> and he came in just looking amazing. Like, yeah, they're yeah. just so fast. Wait, wait. Is, it, is that the, the Benedict Cumberbatch one where he sits on a toilet cool? No, that one's amazing, though. Uh, that's the, like the cool toilet. Yeah, yeah. And I did this one with him and Pete uh, Davidson. It's like this really dramatic scene where Benedict Cumberbatch is like a, a professor. And he's like hitting on a student who's Pete. Uh, but it's like a very like heartfelt, like emotional love scene. But Pete just plays as like moron who just oh, keeps right. saying, okay, yeah, <laughs> just yeah, yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. And then Benedict Cumberbatch has this like long monologue about the conflicting, you know, he's like right, marrying right. a woman and then Pete's just like, cool. And he just Wait, like, is that the same character he did yeah, in the fantasy? Yeah. 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 It's been in a couple. Did you things. direct that one? Too? I did not do that one. No, but that character has come back a couple times. Yeah, and then Thursday morning, like around nine, we like do location scout, just drive to wherever and find. And it's the, the place. same crew. You you have the same crew. Same every crew every time. week. Yeah, yeah. Um, same unit, and then we scout, and then usually around like one or one thirty, there's like a rewrite table that I go to, where like the head writers are like rewrite it with them, and like you can say your pieces and, and right or say like, oh, this location uh, has this great yeah exactly escalator. yeah. Let's, and then you like go with the writer and sort of like figure out what we're going to go with. And now usually during the rewrite, I'm just like texting the producer being mm-hmm. like, this ice cream store is cut. Sure, sure. This right. Is cut. Yeah. Like this has changed into this. Yeah. Which happens a lot. It's like, not at a school anymore. A lot of times it, like things get cut. Like with the last thing I did, there was like a whole hat store scene. And then like in the rewrite, they're like, we should let's just cut that. It seems like cumbersome. And then yeah, I was yeah. like, okay. And then I just like text. <laughs> The producer. There's like 16 like, people who are like, you were like Never building mind, a headset, yeah. <laughs> Just things are shifting and changing right. at the, uh, always at the same time. I guess you can't, at that pace, you can't take any of it personally, right? It's just like, no, no, no. This, yeah. is, this is the way it's happening. This is yeah. the job. It's very much just like, okay. And then you just like walk, move on and, and do the next thing that, that's pressing. It's a very like not emotional environment, which is kind of nice because um, it's just no time to like do that really. And so everything is a one day shoot. Yeah. Usually like if it's a longer, it was like a really big thing. Then you start like early in the morning. And like, I did one last year. It started at like six and didn't end until like four in the morning Ugh. that the Saturday morning. Right. And you've got performers. Not only do you have an yeah. editor, yeah. but you've got a yeah. performers who have to be on yeah. live television. Yeah. Yeah. In and like the less host, than 24 hours. Yeah. Like a lot of times, like when you're working with a host and like, it's like a really late shoot, like they're always cool about it, but they're just so exhausted. And yeah. just, I need you to like <laughs> fall in this pie or something. Like, I'm sorry. And you shoot day, night, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Friday morning, Friday night. Sometimes if we're lucky, we can do things like a scene or something on Thursday, but that's usually, we don't usually do that. And then Saturday you're just editing all day. But I'm assuming the editors are probably getting footage like Friday night. Yeah. 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 They're getting footage as it's coming in and they're editing scenes like at like, um, there's this like music video that I did that like went until like five in the morning that he didn't come in until like six in the morning just cause there would be no point mm-hmm, right. coming in earlier. He's great. I work with this dude, Jeremiah, who's like incredible. And he just, when I feel like editing is like the hardest thing, the hardest job on that show mm-hmm. for film stuff. Cause right. it's just nonstop from like, yeah. I mean, it's something that really should take, you know, days. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and, and that's what I learned about it, which I, 
I didn't ever realize before is that there's no, it's never, it's not less work. It's just the same amount of like a month's worth of work, just like crammed into a week. Into a week. Yeah. So editing, you just start at this place in the morning and at the end you're just like, how did we get here? Like you can't even like remember the steps because everything's just moving very quickly. But do you ever feel like, uh, if only we had another day to edit this, it would have been so much better. Uh, Honestly, no, I don't really think that way. I feel like that's like not healthy to think that because <laughs> sure. like you don't have it. Yeah. Um, now, kind of my mindset is just like, all right, we got to do this. Let's do it right now yeah, and next. move quickly. Cool. Cut. Next. Yeah, because yeah. I think like when you're when you're um, editing normally, like there's just a pace that you go at because, you know, you have the time. Like if you don't have that time, you're sure. you're you're going real fast. Nobody's on Facebook. No, you know? yeah, there's right. no like. But are you like, like looking, yeah. watching every take? Or are you like, oh no, the well, last take was good. Usually, okay. what I do, I kind of I like to give him. So like after the shoot on the ride, the cab ride like home or to Thirty Rock, I call him and I give him a rundown of like everything that happened. I'm like, this got better towards the end. Like mm-hmm. this song should go here. I just talk him through it, and he just takes notes. And then Friday night, he puts together a first cut. I kind of like let him do his thing. And he looks through all the takes. And I trust his judgment on that, on performance and stuff. So I usually don't look through all the takes unless there's a read that I don't like. And I was like, I think we got a better one. In what ways has your process changed? Like, like are you taking more notes or like? That's a good question. I, I think in the way that I, I just like, it just makes you like sharper. Mm-hmm. And the main thing that I've really realized from, especially from doing like college humor stuff and, the, and this stuff, the difference is like having an audience at dress rehearsal. Cause you have to show the video like dress and, and, um, and what time is that? It starts at eight. On Saturday. On Saturday. But a lot of times your your piece doesn't play until like 8.39 or something. Mm-hmm. So you have a little bit of time, a little extra time. And so, and then you have to go down. So you have to go down and watch it with the like producers and everything. Yeah. And you sort of like see how it does with them. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like you kind of go down just for your piece. Just so there's like piece, a little yeah. bit of musical chairs of like, it's you. It's you. Yeah. And yeah. like Lauren yeah. and like yeah, yeah. the muck, the head writers and stuff. Yeah. Head writers yeah. and the, the main producers and stuff. Yeah. And then um, you and the writer go down and like just kind of stand behind them like as they watch it. It's like a show and tell kind of thing. It's funny because there have been pieces that in the edit I've been like, I don't I don't know about if this is going to go. Like not loud, loud, but like in my head. And then you go to dress and it kills and you're like, great, we don't have to change anything. It's perfect. Right, right. And then there's been the opposite of that where you think you're just like laughing so hard. And then you go down and you're like, oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. And, and uh, you realize you have like a lot more work to do before it you have two hours to do yeah it. yeah 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 to make it like sing uh and like cut a, a bunch of stuff out of it do you find that there's a difference between the dress and air audiences like um, or does it kill one time and then yeah, yeah yeah for sure that's happened a lot and how do you guys do music what do you mean like, like you just who, have a music library or a composer the, or like yeah what? we there's there's a couple different things there's like a music department they compose stuff if you need it I, I tend to use like the libraries and stuff because there's a lot of assistant editors there who just like really you're good at digging mm-hmm. music um, depending on what the piece is. But like, you know, just because the 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 music department, they have like a process and they've they're working on like live sketches. Like sometimes mm-hmm. you have to you have to chase them down a little bit because they're so busy. And I just like the I like having the just like clicking through stuff. Yeah. Just try it. And then, yeah, yeah. try it in. Um, but actually there's times when there's like a really specific cue and I'll just bring either Hal or, uh, Eli in to watch it and just be like, 
I think this needs like something like this. And then they just like throw it together in 20 minutes, which is great. It's so insane. I'm like stressed out just hearing yeah. the whole process. Yeah, yeah I just yeah. have a like pit in my stomach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm it's sweating. definitely like nothing, no other way I've ever worked before or ever will because it's just so specific to it's the right. needs of the show. And then equipment wise, do you usually have like the same package? Like you always have like a, yeah, a dolly we, and a uh, steady cam or techno no, cam. What like, do you have? It's usually the cameras are always usually Alexa, unless it's like uh, something specific. Like we did a reality show thing and just got like like Canon uh, C three hundred. Yeah, or yeah. But we usually shoot on Alexa. The lenses always change. The the yeah dolly and steady cam if you, only if you need it usually, but we usually do. Crane. We used to shot with a drone, which is fun. Oh, that's fun. And so each unit, you all kind of have the same thing and you all go out in one day. and Yeah, yeah. everyone has the same experience that I do for the most part. You can get whatever you want within reason. Like, you just have to justify why. Not not, not by the extent that you usually have to. Right. Like, a a show that's not this one. Like, if you want a crane... I feel like there would be, like, a meeting about it or something at, like, a, a, a regular show. Right. Where they're just like, or, or you you'd, you'd lose. You'd be like, okay, yeah, you get your crane today, right. but that you know you're yeah. sacrificing this thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Are you sure, Paul? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. there's just no there's just no time for that. So you just have to be like, well, it was in the reference, and and that's what it. Or right. like you know, there's a there's a thing happening here. Like the drone thing was possible because like in the reference that we we're making fun of, it's like there's all these like drone shots. Mm-hmm. So we made it work. Luckily. Is this something that went to air? The, the no, this was a thing that got caught, but it's online now. It's um, it's called like climate change video or something. Oh, I like saw that, that video. Did, yeah, yeah, it's it great. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah, super good. Um, I heard the drones are an issue now in Manhattan. Yeah, they the Trump Tower. Yeah, yeah. They actually, it's funny. We were shoot, so we shot in Long Island, so it was able. We were able to do a drone, but I was so mad because we had to stop by twelve. Because apparently Trump was golfing like <laughs> close to where we were shooting, and I was just so mad. But like, God damn oh, it, you son of a bitch! Like, like you can't yeah. get out of our, our also, causing like, problems uh, everywhere. Yeah. But we got it all before he was golfing, so he was safe. So, what are your favorite videos that you did? The one that I like a lot is this one with Kristen Stewart, where she it's like it starts out like a commercial parody for Totino's. Oh yeah, and it turns into like a like a beautiful like lesbian Love scene. like short yeah film thing. Um, that was really fun because it was like it did well, and it was like with the host, and and also I got to like just do more fun do like some cinematic weird, things yeah. like mm-hmm. more make it more like a movie which is really fun doesn't it like start like 16 by 9 and it goes yeah like yeah, yeah. Or like, something? yeah yeah we started with like normal primes and then and then just um at some part we just cut to anamorphic lenses and like all these like beautiful lens flares and like different lighting and stuff so that was really fun then this oh i did this one but it was like my second thing i did of my first year it was like it was called Kellyanne Conway's Day Off. Oh yeah, and it was like yeah, it was like her relaxing, and then like she keeps getting calls that like Trump is doing right. something, and that was like a really big. That, that was, was like, like very popular in the news, right? Yeah, yeah, and it was just a very big shoot for my second week, and I and mm-hmm. and it was fun. I was You're like, I'm shooting with. SNL. Yeah, right? like Kate McKinnon is doing Kellyanne Conway. Yeah, and I've got this whole crew. Yeah, and it was like all these yeah. locations and um. It's just like a very large scope kind of scale, I guess. This is like a real dumb broad question, but like, um, what do you like the most about it? Is it it the pace? Is it the, 
you know that's a good question I, th- I it's kind of a funny like experience because when you're doing it you don't really have time to be like this is really fun because mm-hmm. you're just right. so busy and so focused mm-hmm. and speedy and, right. you're and, like and culturally like that's kind vision. of that's the whole tunnel thing. vision yeah exactly yeah, we're that's all here like, to all, focus yeah exactly you know? yeah yeah but i think that my favorite thing i'm starting to realize is just like the level of artistry and like standards there is so high mm-hmm. that's really what i love so much like i love working for a show that just demands you to be your best mm-hmm. and um if you're not they notice quickly and they can feel it so i think everyone just has to be like such a high work ethic and i think that breeds like really skilled people mm-hmm. just like everyone is just the best of their craft which is cool and i yeah. kind of like being around that like the makeup people are, it's like a small team of people right. who like make these things and they and they're amazing and like they just care so much. And I did this thing with Melissa McCarthy, like where she was like Sean Spicer, like on a her podium. Oh right, right where New she's York. going through New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played a dress, and then the head makeup guy, this guy Louis, called the office, and he was like, "Hey, there's two shots here where you can see a little bit of her, the crease of her of her wig." Is there anything you can do? Like, everyone's just so right focused, and I'm like, wow, like, he's so busy. Like, when did he see that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How did he see? That? And, and so, they, did they VFX? The, yeah, we like cleaned line? cleaned it up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when I was at the taping, literally the cue card people were the most impressive yeah. people I've yeah. ever seen yeah. in That's my life. That's what's so cool. It's just like these this really well oiled machine of people who do the best job when they're there, and the standards for themselves and for the others is is so high. And I've worked on things that's not the case mm-hmm. and that I don't I don't like that at all. Like yeah. I, I I need to work at a place where people are just obsessed with being things being, being great. perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That's like my yeah. dream is to like yeah. to me when people are arguing on set, that's like a good thing. Mm-hmm. Because it means you're like debating. You care so much. Yeah. yeah. The worst is like when someone's like, yeah, whatever. As long it's as it, yeah. you don't go over budget yeah. or as long as there's <laughs> yeah. no OT. Sure. Yeah. Like, right. Okay, but this isn't right. an OT question. Yeah. This is a, this is like a should we make this awesome or yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bad? Yeah. And, and I think that breeds something that, that's really addicting. Um, and also like the fact, like this isn't just because of, from my perspective, but just like no one really says no there ever. Like if a writer or something is like at, on Thursday or Thursday at like eight and we're shooting Friday at like six in the morning, if a writer's like, I think we need to, I don't know, just make some, some sure. crazy thing. This like, needs to be this, at the top of the person, Empire State Building. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you don't say no. You really try to figure it out and try to find the best thing to do. Because your instinct, I guess, maybe a normal person would just be like, are you insane? Like, what are you talking about? That's crazy. <laughs> right, right. But like you just, no one is... The rule, I think, the unspoken rule is just like, you can't say that. Right. The whole thing is insane. Crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What are you insane. doing here then? Yeah. Yeah. It's so. a bad plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like, it's worked for 30 years. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's just like always worked and it's always crazy and, and people are worried we're never going to do it, but it always happens. So that's what I like about it a lot. Man, yeah. what a rush. Yeah. Yeah. I feel really like is. I'm high off of this right now. <laughs> I was like real worried and now I'm ready. <laughs> you just am. I'm just Super so amped. amped. Yeah. yeah. Well, obviously we can keep asking you questions for like another two hours, yeah. but I think we need to get into our unpaid endorsements. I think we do. Unpaid endorsements. This is two on point. Uh, live from New York. 
which oh, is book, yeah. which is the oral history of SNL is kind of literally my favorite book. I find yeah. myself revisiting it often. It's really I haven't seen the new one in college. I like read that yeah. one from front to back. It's yeah. so so interesting. Who wrote it? Uh, Just well, everyone. It's like a oral history kind of yeah. thing. Tom Shales and James. Andrew Miller, but it's it's all excerpts from different cast members from the entire series, and then also yeah. like a lot of prominent hosts and producers and things yeah. like that as well, yeah. even executives and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. really well made. Yeah, it's really interesting. And I think they they do update it. Like I think when yeah, it first came out, do, yeah. it wasn't um, you know kind of ends around like the Tina Fey era, but yeah. obviously there's quite a bit more. It is a then. cool. It's like a text. Yeah. yeah, it's like a weird like scripture thing to it. Just like everything. Paul, you got anything? Are you yeah, gonna- I, it's well, it's a movie. Um, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's a new Noah Baumbach movie, the Meyerowitz stories. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Adam yeah. Sandler. it's really good. Yeah, it's Dustin Hoffman, Adam Sandler, a lot of really good people. It's really really good. I, I mean, it is like the most like Noah Baumbachy type of movie because it's right. like about like Upper West Side family and like one of they're like artists and stuff. But it was just really, really, really funny, and the performances are amazing. I guess it, there's more heart to it than some of his other movies. Yeah, right? like yeah. a lot of his other movies are colder and they're like a little just funny and like kind of dialogue meaner people. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah, more spiteful. And this movie is more about like people who are still kind of cold but it really have this like warmth buried inside of them. And it's, it's really unbenstillers in it too. And he's really Have you good. seen it? I haven't. No. Oh, it's really good. It's in the theaters. I, think, I, ju- I was listening Netflix. to a podcast about it. Cool. Yeah. Um, I'm going to check that out. Yeah, it's good. Well, so my endorsement is just like a strategy that I've been thinking about a lot lately. Like a lot of times when you are trying to get an audition or a job or a new agent or a manager, you basically write to people and you ask them if they'll consider you. I guess like if you want your, let's say your manager to pitch you on a job or something, mm-hmm. something that I've found helpful, and this is something that my wife is now kind of looking for a new agent, um, and this is something I told her to do and it's been working well, is like when you reach out to your manager and say, hey, maybe you can get me a meeting with an agent, I'll a lot of times just give them a sample paragraph of how I would mm. pitch me if I was them. Oh, like yeah, Like basically yeah. do the work for them. Here's the yeah. copy and paste version. Oh, that's smart, yeah. 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 Um, and I just, the, the Swiffer job I'm doing, like, I'm sure no one will listen to this, but the producer was like, just let me know what you want me to tell the client when I'm pitching you. And I was, I just wrote a paragraph in her voice. Right. And she's like, oh, great, I just copy and paste it and I got the job. <laughs> I mean, not, not that it was like a hard job to get necessarily, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you a lot of times know what how to, like how to pitch you better yeah. than anyone else because you yeah. are intimately aware of like what people should watch and especially right. what people right. shouldn't watch right. and what specifically is uh, you know akin to the thing that they're that you're pitching on in the first place. No right. one else has a, a, the back catalog and the memory that you right. Do Most people don't stuff. know that you have a sloth on in your background, but right. It's, right. you know, coyote shoot might. Yeah, mean, right. You know. That's true. Yeah, and I always say like, hey, here's like how I would pitch myself in case it's helpful. Obviously, yeah. feel free you're not to ignore saying, this. You're not saying like this is what you say. Right, right. Because right. that would be like kind of weird. But you're like, yeah, giving it to them if they need it or not, if they don't. Yeah. That's cool. And then also have like a friend read it because a lot of times people might be able to like help you sure. make it sound, yeah. you know, not cocky, but also they're better Fourth like right. identifying yeah. like the, yeah. the best yeah. parts of you. Yeah. You are bragging a little bit and that's hard for people to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you do need to just be like, hey, these are the reasons why I'm right for why this I'm job. Right for this. Yeah. 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 That's so, cool. You got it. That's a good uh, example. 
Yeah. But you like got that job and did it. Yeah. I think it's, I don't know. I've just lately been thinking a lot about like how people present other people because you can present an actor as like someone who hasn't done a lot of work and they're not in anything that you've heard yeah, of. Or you can yeah, present yeah. them as someone that just wrote this movie and it's financed by this company and yeah. they're going to direct it next month yeah. and they have this and their play is there yeah. and they host this just UCB shining a light and improv on the, yeah. and shining a light on the, the important things and like choosing to leave the other stuff. <laughs> sure. Well, anyone can dark. put themselves down, right? Like yeah, you'd be like, yeah. well, this guy's a loser who yeah. records a podcast in a crappy apartment. <laughs> or even like finding nice the, like it's a, you know, like I, I do an improv show at UCB every month. It's yeah. like, you get to say UCB and people right. that don't know what that means think it's like impressive. Right. right? Yeah. It is impressive. Yeah, it is, yeah. I yeah, know yeah. what it is and it's impressive. Well, yeah. Yeah. But as opposed to saying, well, I was on this web show that you've never heard of. Right. I, I think when you're pitching yourself, it's just really important to give the people that need to repitch you to other people like the tools to give do them it. the, yeah, the answers. Yeah. Well, Paul, how can we find out more about you? Do you still own pauljbriganti.com? Paul, yeah, I do. pauljbriganti.com. Cool. Click it. I'm on Instagram. Paul oh, Briganti. Are you on Snapchat? I don't think so. I might be. Cool. Well, uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Just Shoot It Pod. Um, check out our show notes for all the stuff that we talked about. We'll post some of Paul's sketches and uh, also all of our endorsements at JustShootItPod.com. You can follow me at Mr. Matt Enlow. And me at Smitey Pileg. And you can follow the show at Just Shoot It Pod. And send us an email with any questions. Leave us a review on iTunes or just rate us. This episode was edited by me. And the music is provided by the Free Music Archive and the artist Jazar. And our webmaster is Ewan Thanks, Williams. Thanks, Ewan. Thanks, Ewan. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.